Hey there, and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want, instead of who you've been telling yourself you need to be. I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in to find out how you can start doing what you love to in slow, easy steps each week. Let's dive in now. Hello, Savvy Souls. I'm attending this podcast episode today to be a love letter to you and to me. Right now, I think that's what we all need most of all, a love letter to us, don't you think? If you're listening to this episode, especially at the time I put it out, my guess is you'll have noticed the same thing I have. Pretty much in every conversation I've had this month and every meeting I attend, in every coaching session with my clients, I've been hearing the same thing. I'm tired. I've totally had it. I've had enough. I'm totally done. This needs to be over. There's such a deep sense of weariness and resistance I'm hearing from everybody. It's hard for any of us to feel motivated about 2022. There's not much, yay, I'm so excited for this new year. Instead, it feels like Groundhog Day. When will this ever end? For a lot of us, we've experienced periods of depression or heightened anxiety or illness or just like a general bone weariness, a really flat feeling, a sense of why bother? Before I launch into this episode, though, I just want to caution you. When I'm talking about depression or anxiety here, I'm using these terms in the casual way we report these feelings. I'm not talking about clinical diagnoses that are, you know, where you have these conditions and they're interfering with your ability to pursue the normal activities of daily life. So if you're suffering deeply from these things in that kind of really restricting way, in a way that's affecting, your normal activities, please do make sure to seek medical help from a doctor or a nurse or psychiatrist or a trained therapist. Okay. So when I'm talking about it here, I'm talking about, yeah, we have these low feelings as humans and they're challenging, but they're not stopping us in our tracks. So when we're in challenging circumstances, like we're all facing right now, and it presents as this kind of bone weariness I'm talking about, or as a need for the circumstances to be different as sadness or a complete lack of motivation or repetitive worried thoughts about the future. And generally as an intense resistance to what's happening, it's hard to feel very gung ho about our careers, our businesses or our lives. It's hard to be productive or creative or imaginative or resourceful or engaged. It's hard to feel motivated or confident or delighted. So for most of us, the first thing we go to is scolding ourselves for how we feel. We go to denying how we feel. We say, I shouldn't feel this way. We spend time resisting our circumstances and resisting how we're feeling. 
So we each have our stories. We have different specific circumstances that trigger us, but our thoughts and the way we feel and the actions we contemplate taking seem to have a similar rhythm these days. For me, this is what happened. I entered the holidays, excited about my business, excited about the week I'd taken off just to paint, and especially excited to see both my kids who were visiting for the holidays. And I was feeling joyful and engaged, inspired and delighted and all the good things. And I was loving my life. And then December 27th happened. I got my booster shot. So I consider myself to be kind of an Olympic vaccinatee. Okay, I just made up that word. I'm just kind of using my lawyer brain and the way we used to make up words about when we receive things, you put like E at the end, so I'm a vaccinatee. Actually, I have no idea what a person who receives a vaccine is called or if there's a word for it, but I want you to know I've traveled to exotic locations around the world over the decades. And I'm one of those people who would show up each time at the travel clinic in Toronto a month ahead and say, okay, give me everything you've got to keep me safe on this trip. Tell me all the things I need. And I'd load up with malaria pills and Ducrol meds and every vaccine advised for the area. And they'd always warn me about possible side effects, but they never happened for me. I was always fine. And the same thing happened. The usual thing happened with my first two COVID vaccines, a slight sensation in my arm. That was it. And so that was completely what I was expecting. So I was completely unprepared for what happened with my booster shot. I was so sick, flat on my back, crying each time I had to get up and walk my three dogs out in the cold. And along with the physical symptoms came some really low feelings. And my thoughts drifted very negative. Suddenly the coaching business I was so proud of to have built up seemed like a complete failure. A hundred new truths, new truths were revealed to be true about my life. I should never have moved to this acreage, I thought. The very same acreage I'd loved so much before Christmas. I blamed my social isolation during the pandemic on the fact I'd chosen to live in the country. I imagined Toronto teeming with friendly, congregating people, which of course was totally not actually happening. People were just as socially isolated there in their houses and apartments as I am here. I even wondered if I should keep painting whether I should keep doing the activity that most connects me to myself and what the deepest part of me wants to do. So I share all of this because I just want to let you know I was in a funk and totally get it if that's where you were too. I share all of this with you because I'd soon learn as a coach, it wasn't just happening to me. It seemed everyone around me had gone through a similar period over the holidays of resisting their circumstances and questioning their choices. It seemed that pretty much everyone around me was exhausted and weary. Many people shared they felt depressed. Many of my clients told me they'd been ill with COVID or something else. A common theme was, oh, I planned all these amazing things during the holidays where we could just enjoy ourselves and celebrate. Instead, I was sick, I was feeling low, I was isolated. 
And I think the summary of the theme I kept hearing was, I wasted my holiday. The idea behind this thought that I wasted my holiday is that if I'm feeling low or depressed or weary or sick or anxious, instead of feeling motivated and engaged and optimistic and joyful, that something's gone wrong. This experience I'm having is not okay and I need to fix it. I need to move out of it or I need to fix me. That's what I was thinking at the beginning of January. That's why I was contemplating drastic actions that in reality would definitely not have served me. The good thing is, even though I was contemplating all of this kind of craziness, is that the aware part of me was there too. The part of me that's not my thoughts, the part of me that watches my thoughts. And that part of me asked, what if there's something I'm missing? I wonder if it's possible that some of what I'm believing isn't true. I wonder if there could be a different perspective. And so I did what I always do in these situations when I become aware of these kind of thoughts and the fact that they might not be true is I asked to be coached. And my coach offered me this brilliant insight. She said, what if depression is a birthing time? So as a brand new mother, that analogy was top of mind for her, which is good because the truth of it struck me after we got off the call. What happens when we're depressed or feeling low or just plain uninspired? What happens when we're exhausted and unmotivated? Well, we stop taking so much action. We just don't have the energy for it. We take time for ourselves. We sleep, watch Netflix, we read a book, we lounge on the couch. We feel sorry for ourselves. We think about our lives. We revisit our decisions. In other words, we rest. We stop striving. We stop efforting and we ask what we really want. And when we do that, even if our brain's consumed by reruns of Succession, The Crown, or Downton Abbey, there's another part of us that's just percolating underneath all of it. We might not notice it. It's in the background. It's like we're giving our subconscious more space to dream up new things in the background, to let new things bubble up. And as we rest, we also give our bodies a break. We're not in the busyness of exercise, of trying to become stronger, more fit. We're just being with our bodies as they are now. We're pausing and just allowing our bodies to be. This thinking of these low times as a birthing time changes everything. It allows us to relax into it, to stop the flow of self-criticism and just be okay with how we're feeling. It allows us to stop trying to control our depressed thoughts and make them go away. We're just letting it be okay right now. I think it's incredibly relieving to not have to feel bad about feeling bad, to stop believing something's gone wrong, to allow whatever wants to be birthed to be birthed, to allow our bodies to relax and our subconscious to be open. There's a theory in the coaching world that life's 50-50, 50% good feelings, 50% bad feelings. And that this is the case 
even if you're a wealthy billionaire or a famous movie star, you still are in the 50-50. So I don't know if 50% is exactly the right number, whether it's the exact right number for every single human being. But I do know as a coach that we all feel bad a lot, but those bad feelings are okay. They won't kill us. And they're especially okay if we just allow them to be there. If we don't resist them, we don't fight with them. We just acknowledge they're there and nothing's gone wrong. So all those bad times we experience, the times we don't do anything and we feel terrible, those might, in fact, be the times that propel us to our greatest successes and our most important contributions. Not right now, but later. Because we're letting things percolate slowly. We haven't rushed the bad feelings away. We've allowed ourselves to just be in the 50-50. We haven't made these normal human times mean something's wrong with us or something's bad about us. We get to think of depression as a birthing time. We get to thank our anxiety for its heightened vigilance and for having always kept us safe, safe enough to keep us still alive here today. We get to think of our weariness as a sign we need rest and nothing more. We get to think of illness as a chance to pay attention to what our minds and bodies need. Over half my clients told me they had mild forms of COVID over the holidays. One of my clients expressed a common sentiment that seemed to be shared by everyone. She viewed it as a chance to stop fussing and organizing, trying to make the holidays perfect. She and her family just slowed down. They rested as much as they needed. They relaxed. They connected as a family. She said, it was lovely. It was lovely because it gave her permission to do what she wanted and needed. Slow down, rest, spend time together with her family. And of course, I'm not saying that this is what is COVID is like for everybody. Just for people who had the mild cases or any other sickness that wasn't really intense and yet they used as permission to just slow down another way of putting the message that i'm trying to deliver to you in this episode is you get to love yourself through the hard times all the times your brain starts to feed you negative emotions all the times life feels too challenging or difficult you get to choose to either keep projecting and fighting off the negative human emotions you experience. You can keep trying to make yourself wrong, or you can make the choice to love yourself always, and especially through the hard times. You can deliberately decide to think, I'm feeling so low, and that's okay. I'm too weary to get anything done, and that's okay. You always get to notice whatever feelings good or bad you're experiencing and say, that's okay. What you're really saying is I'm a normal human being. And so sometimes I don't feel great about life or myself. And I'm going to embrace that because it's part of the experience of being human. And I get to love myself no matter what through all of this. And when you do this, notice how the act of loving yourself feels richer and more all-encompassing, how the vulnerable part of you feels comforted and soothed and acknowledged. 
when you do this, allow yourself to trust that this is exactly what you need now. Show yourself that the very best thing you can do is accept yourself in all of your emotions. Trust that something good will come out of it. Trust that you don't need to do anything to be worthy of love. Trust that the sad, exhausted, anxious parts of you are as worthy of being loved as the accomplished, brilliant, active parts of you. Use these time savvy souls as an opportunity to grow the love you have for yourself. Because, savvy souls, you'll find that when you love yourself unconditionally through all of the feelings, the good and the bad, you're going to be able to show up more lovingly in the world with other people. How much we love ourselves is always how much we can love others. And so, Savvy Souls, I also want to say, if, like so many people, I know you've been feeling too worn out to explore your goals for 2022, you've got to listen to the recording of the session that I gave earlier in January. Um, I gave it live, and people who took the session found it really, really useful. It's all about my new glow goal process. It's an entirely new way of setting goals. It's a way that will have you feeling lighter instead of heavier. So just because you weren't there live doesn't mean you have to miss it. Just go to www.gracedgraced, as in dog, C-A-N-V-A-S, so gracedcanvas.com slash glow goal, G-L-O-W-G-O-A-L, and just fill that out and um, I'll receive it and I will be able to send you a copy of the recording and the slides that I did there. I think you'll find it really useful. I think for many people that took it, it completely changed their perspective of how goal setting can feel and got them out of the doldrums and thinking, you know, I'm too depressed, I'm too low, I'm too anxious or whatever to really dive into goal setting. Glow goal setting can change all of that for you, my friends. Love you guys and see you next time. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want.